Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello, and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. Neil, how's it going? What's oh. what's going on in your life right now? Oh, it's a good day. It's a good day. It's a good day. You're rocking the. You're copying my uh, my style. You got the sweater and the shorts going I'm on. I'm trying to there. manifest uh, Josh's thoughts today. Okay. Um, and try to get as much information out of him. <laughs> okay. As possible yep. in regards to our fantasy up. Our impending fantasy football Yeah, draft. yeah. We were just talking about so, this before we went on about the fact that I, I'm trying to be careful with what I'm saying about fantasy football specifically. Well, we actually, Obviously, I'll give our, our listeners, you know, the, the most the most esteemed advice I, I can give. Yeah. But in terms of what I'm letting you know, I'm, I'm trying to hold back a little bit until at least the draft. We set a date, so... We did. <clears throat> Until that date comes, I will figure out your strategy. <laughs> Let's not well, forget, I'm I'm only two picks ahead of you. Yep. So what I say, um, I guess what you say won't matter because what in the first round at least, because okay. whoever you take, uh, you know, I'm I have no chance of taking. Right. Yeah. Whoever you're planning on taking, and whoever you take, I have no chance of taking. But when it comes to the the following rounds, yeah, I've got a strategy. You know, like many years, uh, fans or sorry, Super Bowl winning teams always say defense wins. So hey, if I can defend <laughs> in this draft and take away the players that you want, you know, I consider that a win. That's actually any day. my my strategy. I'm taking a defense with my first overall pick. You're taking with a defense round, with my first round. Oh, pick. That's, that's your strategy. strategy. Yeah. All right. We'll see how that works out for me. Uh, but uh, should we get into some? Losers of the week, I guess we can start with. Yeah, we haven't done any losers of the week. We really haven't done it in a while. while, We haven't called anyone out, so let's get her done. Loser. All right, uh, should I go first? Take it away. I just just voluntold myself to go first. Uh, All right, so... um, Obviously, this is a this is a it's a tough situation to, to talk about. Um, it's a tough situation to hear. Uh, but my a, my loser of the week comes from the Deshaun Watson uh, situation. And my loser of the week, um, I've said Deshaun Watson a number of times. Everyone knows he's a loser. Everyone knows he should never play football again. Or maybe that's just my opinion. Uh, we're going to talk about it a little later on in the show. But my loser is the Cleveland Browns organization. Because they went out amidst all of these allegations, um, amidst you know all the legal issues, all all the legal trouble, um, they gave him two hundred and thirty million dollars, guaranteed, guaranteed, which means Deshaun Watson could never play another football snap in his life, and he will still make two hundred and thirty million dollars. How stupid of an organization do you have to be? How I don't even want to give them credit to call them stupid because they're just evil. They are literally evil. They're going out amidst, you know, just devaluing everything that's going on, devaluing all these women that have come forward about Deshaun Watson and gave him $230 million guaranteed. And I hope Baker Mayfield leaves. I hope he does because Baker Mayfield deserves so much better than the Cleveland Browns organization. 
That's yeah. despicable. So the Cleveland Browns are my loser of the week. Yeah, I don't I don't understand, you know, where like where that uh I like do your due diligence. I understand he was cleared of the he allegations. He was cleared. Of he the- was cleared. And now another allegation has come forward. Um, he, he wasn't cleared of the civil lawsuits. That's the thing. He was cleared of. Yeah, he was on the right track to being cleared, though. He was. He, they. I don't think they would have just handed them handed uh, Deshaun Watson this contract on a silver platter without doing some sort of background work or homework. But the the fact of the matter is, Cleveland has been a losing franchise for years and years and years and they have had no starting quarterback capable of winning a game or a series of games for years and years and years so they panicked they panicked and they gave this contract out to a a very uncertain situation very uncertain quarterback and now look what's happening it's biting them in the ass he may he may never play a fucking game no and I hope for he the Cleveland Browns. I he may he never play another snap in the NFL. And I hope Baker Mayfield does not play for the Cleveland Browns ever again. The series of litigations that's going to follow, it just came out that he has 66 women in 17 months um, that he got massages from. And the, the Houston Texans used to, uh, this is uh, reports that have come out have said that the Houston Texans have uh, used to get these these RMTs to go to his private room, his private hotel yeah. room, and sign a non-disclosure agreement, meaning they couldn't talk about what they what they saw, what what happened in the room. You know how fucked up that is. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So now the Houston Texans apparently are part of the defendants um, for Deshaun Watson in the Deshaun Watson case. They're they're going to be listed as uh, a defendant. I mean, like, rightfully so, because the Houston Texans um, were compliant in all of this. All right. My loser of the week, Josh, yeah. is Phil Mickelson in golf. You know what? That's a good loser. Uh, it's Phil That's Mickelson. Um, if you're not aware of what's happening in the world right now, in the world of golf, at least, um, this Saudi Arabian group um, called LIV Golf um, is taking the world by storm, is throwing a bunch of money out at um, some of the well-known golfers in the world um, to join their brand and join their league, so to speak. And a lot of players, a lot of notable players are jumping ship. Notably, Dustin Johnson has resigned from the PGA Tour. Bryson DeChambeau has just recently done that. Patrick Reed, Phil Mickelson is my loser of the week because he was the first individual linked right to this group. We talked about this this. group's getting a lot of backlash because if you're not aware of what's happening in Saudi Arabia, there's a lot of human rights violation that's in every manner is, is, uh, violated. Mm -hmm. Um, and when these golfers are asked about, Hey, are you aware of what you're joining? Like, are you on, like, are you someone who like condones this behavior? Golfers don't really know how to answer that, and nor should they. You know, like, they are golfers. You know, they're getting a bunch of money thrown at them. You have to you have to really know you're dancing with the devil here. You literally are. You should, if you're signing a major deal with, uh, 
with a company you should you should do your research about them with a nation basically with a nation you know you should uh you should do your research if they are funded by a saudi arabian uh company or a government i i i would refrain from from you know taking money from them the reason i'm saying phil mickelson is my loser of the week is weeks and weeks ago he was asked he like to to defend the comments or explain the comments he made about the liv group and he he basically ducked out of the question he ducked out of the spotlight he he stopped playing in pga tour events um he was suspended for a bit and now after you know many players have have started to sign on with the liv group guess who just came out of the shadows and signed a deal with the liv group phil mickelson that is a very cowardly thing to do that is a very you know like low thing to do and you know yeah he might have gotten you know 500 to 600 million dollars to sign on mm-hmm. but he the legend that once was phil mickelson has been tarnished yeah and the thing so pga tour has suspended 17 players officially and they're mm-hmm. they're saying that they're they're going to be more suspensions with any future players uh that go on to this liv this new company um, that's uh, Saudi Arabian funded. Uh, but what I was going to say, what this reminds me of is I, I, I find it funny that there's always, you know, this, this athlete, this, this superstar that is, is a revered athlete. It, it, they're, they're always, you know, what, whatever brand, whatever league, whatever sport, they're always this, this higher than higher than life athlete that we praise for so long. And then something happens with that athlete where we finally see their true colors. So whatever it is, you know, um, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, what came out about him finally that uh, he didn't believe in vaccinations and he lied about being vaccinated and he took a a horse drug, whatever. Um, Whether it be, you know, Tom Brady wearing a Make America Great Again hat, whether it be Phil Nicholson in this case signing with uh this new liv company mm-hmm. you know so we we look up to these athletes for so long and then all of a sudden usually near the end of their career historically yeah uh something happens where we see their true colors and then we start to think back like oh were they were they actually a good person or were they actually a piece of shit like aaron Rodgers' situation like he cut off his entire family yeah was that you know him or was that you know him just being an asshole you know you what think do you it, think i now i think it's just him being an asshole yeah so like yeah you start to think back on all these things that have happened to this this player this athlete in their past and yeah i think it's just funny i mean it's great that golfers are are getting all this money thrown at them it's very hard making money as a golfer if you're unless you know, you're like the top <clears> tier <throat> unless you're top tier yeah Right, Dustin Johnson said uh, publicly, he's like, I'll never have to play golf again after signing a deal here. And I was like, fuck off, Dustin Johnson. You already have like hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Like, what do you mean you don't? You, you don't have to play golf now. Like, exactly. you have hundreds of millions of dollars. But also, if you're saying something like that publicly, yeah. then you're, are you really like interested there's, in There's other lower guys. Like, I understand. Like, yeah, like you're signing these deals. You're going to golf for a little while. You're doing it for your family. Like, you want to protect your family. You want to protect their... You want to you you get the bag. That's what it is. That's why all these golfers are going over, right? Like, that's... 
They're not going over for the morals of fucking LIV golf. They're not going over because, oh, there's a fucking new golf program here. Let's switch over. No, they're going over because they're getting money thrown at them. Right? If I if I was to say, hey, um, sign a new podcast deal uh, for $79 million, but then LIV podcast group wants to sign you for $790 million, which one are you going to pick? Are you throwing that question at me right now? <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Uh, I would pick the one that's not SEVI funded. No <laughs> yeah, matter right. how much money they throw at me, I would pick the If they one had an extra zero on it, you would take it. Okay. We're just getting into cloudy territory yeah. here, Neil. But uh, no, uh, publicly, I would I would not take the money from the SEVI funded. Because I know where that money is is, yeah. is coming from, right? It's not... It's coming from very immoral, very inhumane uh, ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So you know what this reminds me of? Actually, when I was when I heard this news um, of all the suspensions, what I was thinking about was um, last year or the year before when the the leagues in Europe, um, the football leagues in Europe, decided to make the Super League, mm-hmm. um, and how how poorly it was received by fans. Um, to the point where, you know, Manchester United fans literally stormed Old Trafford. I don't know if you remember that, but they literally, like, the game had to be canceled because the fans stormed Old Trafford and yeah. made their way onto the pitch because they're in protest of, of uh, well, their ownership, which is shit, uh, but their ownership wanting to join the Super League. It's it's all about the rich getting richer in that case. And this this reminds me of that. Yeah, I don't. I don't ever foresee LIV taking over PGA. Um, but this, I mean, this is going to be a, a battle back and forth for for the next few years. You're going to see it happen. You're going to see more players switch over because, I mean, what happens when more and more players switch over it just makes that switch easier for for top players, right? They're like, hey, uh, Bryson DeChambeau just switched over Dustin Johnson guys who have golfed with the last couple years I've now signed deals yeah why shouldn't I do you think the PGA will continue to suspend players or, oh yeah 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 they have to do something right like they're they're losing players but do you think the they'll get, right do you now. think they'll get to the point where you know there what's the point in in suspending these players because there's so many that have gone over to LIV I don't think so. I think they're just going to continue suspending. I think PGA is big enough. But there's um, these players are, are announcing their resignation from the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. Like outright resignation saying, I don't want to play for the PGA anymore. I'm not playing for the PGA. Like cancel my uh, contract. Yeah. So, I mean, this is this is going to get uglier before it gets prettier. So yeah, we absolutely. shall see what happens next. And uh, players. PGA does not run the Masters, so these players can still play in the Masters. Uh, correct. Yeah. So you realize that they, rumor is that LIV offered Tiger Woods nine figures. That's what I was wondering is what kind of numbers they threw at Tiger they, Woods. Apparently they offered him nine figures, so close to a billion dollars. But Tiger Woods doesn't need that money. Tiger Woods is and literally one of the most profitable. Rumor is that Tiger Woods turned it down. I hope he did. He will gain so much res- so much respect if he turned down that deal. Do you think it's a bigger flex getting the offer or turning down the offer? Turning it down. Like getting offered a billion dollars or turning down? 
Imagine turning down a billion dollars. Tiger Woods has so much money. He is one of the highest paid athletes in the world. He's got so many sponsorships. Even after you know uh, his legal trouble of a few years ago when a bunch of corporations dropped him, he's still got so many sponsorships. He's still, he's got literal games named after him. Like he's the John Madden of-, of How do you turn down a billion dollars though? Because you're Tiger Woods. I think that's a massive flex. Like he's, that's, he's nearing the end of his career, anyways. That's legend status. He's already at legend status, but like that's insane. Yeah, absolutely. He will. He if this story is true that he actually turned down that amount of money, I will have so much respect for Tiger Woods. I think it's true. I I can definitely foresee that. That's crazy. I think I like it's true. just being offered that is unbelievable. Yeah. But turning it down is even more <laughs> unbelievable. It's crazy. Like I can just picture like a, a picture of Tiger Woods after saying no to that, and you know that meme where like the glasses fly down from the top. Yeah, damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Uh, but uh, should we move on? Let's do it. I want to talk about Cooper Cup. Cooper I want to talk about the LA Rams uh, because Cooper Cup obviously just got. Uh, if you haven't heard, Cooper Cup just signed an extension, which keeps him on for three more years. And uh, what I just want to talk like Cooper Cup, we obviously knew he wasn't going anywhere. Um, he's was going to stay. Obviously, he's a massive fantasy football player. He's a massive player. He's a Super Bowl MVP now. But where is LA getting all this money from? Dude, that's a crazy contract he just signed for a wide receiver. I know, but for- where is LA getting this money? They just made. Uh, Aaron Donald, the highest paid non-quarterback in NFL history. Like a couple days ago. Yeah. And then they just signed Cooper Cup. If people think that Odell Beckham is coming back to LA, you are very mistaken. They do not have money to sign Odell Beckham Jr. I'm not exactly sure how. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. One of the reasons why um, teams like Green Bay had to trade away Devontae Adams is because they, they couldn't could, afford him because they signed Aaron Rodgers to a $50 million contract, a stupid contract per year. And now you're looking at a wide receiver who's making almost $28 million a year, <laughs> a wide receiver when the average yeah. wide receiver is making between 12 and 16 for, for a good wide receiver. But Cooper cup is a great wide receiver. We saw it last year. He went nuclear last year. Um, but you're bringing this back to like the Cleveland Browns. They just paid Deshaun Watson $230 million. They're so shackled when it comes to signing other players now because they don't have money, you know, and you know, green Bay losing out on Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams walking, uh, Kansas city losing out on Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill walking away. Like these, these organizations could not afford them. But L.A. has the money to afford Aaron Donald, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup. I guess they got rid of Robert Woods. But, uh, yeah, Jalen Ramsey. Like, all of these prolific players. Like, where? how do they have this money? I don't know. I don't know. They're going to be in some sort of tax. They have to be. They I don't understand be. how they're able to afford all of these contracts for all of their stars. But, you know, like, if... I don't know. I don't understand. If you can make a small deal with like the rest of your roster, there's 40 men. It's a 40 man roster, right? Like it just, how are you able to afford that? Like their offense is. Here's the breakdown. You have Donald at 31.2. You have Ramsey at 26.7. 
That's ridiculous. You have Stafford 16. at 49 and a half. Yep. So Stafford, 49 and a half. You have Leonard Floyd at 22 and a half. Allen Robinson, who they signed this offseason, is at 18 and, and 18.6. They gave Allen Robinson 18.6? Well, he better be back to Allen Robinson this year. Oh I don't my know God. how they're able to... I don't know. <laughs> you, you Literally, you just heard that breakdown there. Like Some of the highest, played, highest paid performing athletes in the NFL. They're the best at what they do, obviously, besides maybe Allen Robinson. Um, but yeah, where is LA getting this money from? Maybe they've got an under-the-table deal with LIV. They, they, that's a lot of millions. That's a lot of millions. Up in, in players right there. That's crazy. Yeah, but uh, congrats to Cooper Cup. Um, he's a Super Bowl MVP. And um, if... You're in a fantasy football league, and he's still there at any pick in the first round. Fucking take him, because he's the highest producing. You know what? In a peep, in a full PPR last season, he outscored. He was first, obviously, first in PPR in full PPR in terms of fantasy value finish. He was first uh, in terms of total points. The next highest was like seventy five points difference between Cooper Cup and. The person who finished second. Are you just talking about any player or any player, like including quarterbacks, including quarterbacks? Wow, look that up. In a full PPR, Cooper Cup finished with probably I think it was like four hundred and ninety fantasy points, and the second was in the three hundreds. It was ridiculous. He's a monster, and all he needed was a drop off this year. Why? Why would you? You got Allen Robinson there. Which means yeah, they just won a Super Bowl, though. You know, it's, teams that win a Super Bowl always have some sort of drop off the next year. I don't think I don't think we're gonna see that much of a drop off for Cooper Cup. They got Allen Robinson specifically to take the coverage away from Cooper Cup. You know what I mean? With Robert Woods leaving, Odell Beckham not being there, Cooper Cup is going to get quadruple covered, and now he won't because you're gonna have Allen Robinson there, who is, despite what he did last season on the field. Um, a very good wide receiver. Great wide receiver. He's I when he's I on. He's, call him great. I he's a not. great wide receiver. He's a top. Did 10 you wide watch receiver. him play football last season? Did you see his quarterback last year? Which game? It's depending on the game. Allen Robinson is a top ten wide receiver. No, I'm calling he's right not. Now. He is a top ten wide receiver. <laughs> Look at the stats. Top ten wide receiver. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. No, his fantasy he is finishes not. with the quarterbacks he's had over his. He's played no. for Jacksonville yep. and Chicago. Mm-hmm. Very terrible. Now you're going to see him as a number two with an actual quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He's going to produce this season. Is he a great quarterback? I wouldn't go that far. A great wide receiver. Sorry, I wouldn't go that far. A great wide receiver would look good on a bad team. He's, in I my think, opinion, I think he's good. I think he's he's not top. He's like on the cusp. He's like he's up there. The last couple of years, like he's he's had really good seasons. He's had uh, like twenty twenty. He had twelve hundred and fifty yards and six touchdowns. The year before that, he had eleven hundred and fifty yards and seven touchdowns. But look at how bad he was last season. Yeah, he was. He was terrible last season. He didn't have a quarterback. He had Justin Fields. Who can't throw? He was doing okay at the end of the season. Oh, my God. Uh, But Allen Robinson was still not producing fantasy-wise. 
so I uh, prove me wrong, Allen Robinson. If you are a great quarterback, if a great, why do I keep saying quarterback? Allen Robinson in his second season, second season in the league, he had fourteen hundred yards and fourteen touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I can I can predict a season similar to this. Okay. This year. Calling it right now. Maybe not 14 touchdowns. Yeah, not 14 touchdowns. But 1,400 yards and 14 touchdowns is ridiculous. Do you not understand that? That that could be the number one overall fantasy wide receiver. Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup are best friends. They look like, I know they didn't, but they look like they played in college together. The, The connections that they have. Even when, you know, Robert Woods was there, even when... Uh, Odell was there. You're not seeing the fantasy, the, the in even the real life production from Odell or Robert Woods, just because Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford were best friends. They ate breakfast together. Maybe they were in love. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But the connections between the two of them made Robert Woods look like a less than average wide receiver. Third wheel. He was third wheeling the entire He was year. third wheeling. Yeah. yeah, he was third wheeling. Um, so I don't know. I think... I think Allen Robinson has that potential to be a great wide receiver, but I wouldn't call him great at this point. I think he's a good wide receiver. Prove me wrong, Allen Robinson. He's going to blow up this year. I'm so excited to talk about fantasy football this season. I, I'm so excited because this is my year, Neil. This is, this is my year. I am going to go undefeated the entire season. Because okay. my strategy, I've, I'm doing research every single day. Maybe not every single day. I gotta take a break every now and then. But um, I'm I'm putting in the work. I'm doing the research, and uh, I I feel like this is my year. Don't do too much research. Oh, I'm doing research. All right. I'm doing research now. Um, it's gonna make me feel like shit if I finish last or even out of a playoff spot because I did all this research. But um, I feel good. I feel good. Should we move on? Let's do it. Let's talk about. My favorite part of this past week, and that was the Edmonton Oilers getting swept out of the playoffs. Um, because fuck Edmonton. Um, and I love seeing them in pain, just like they love seeing us Leaf fans in pain. Um, I know you wanted to say something about um, the second best player on that team. Um, so if you want to go ahead and do that. Yeah, it's Leon Dreisaitl, who had 32 points in 16 playoff games. Um Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous for any player who is healthy. Mm-hmm. Leon Dreisaitl was not. Leon Dreisaitl, it was reported um, after the game that he had been playing through a high ankle sprain, which is, you, can, you, you can't move on a high mm-hmm. ankle sprain. Like, players are missing. If you're in the foot, if you're in the NFL, you're missing, after a high ankle sprain, you're missing six to nine weeks. Yep. The higher you know, the like ankle sprain, the, the longer you're out. And he played from game six against L.A. He played through it and put up these numbers. And I think, you know, like just you could tell that he was injured the way he was moving on the ice, um, not being his normal self, not getting into his spots as he normally would. But even his Oilers teammates were, were praising and, and blown away on the fact that he was playing through this injury and just just goes to show how much this means to to him and and you saw the performance by McNavid um what did you just call him McNavid McDavid McDavid there you go. <laughs> yeah 
second best player in the world, McDavid. Oh my gosh. Um, but just how resilient and how much they want to win the cup. So over this off season, that organization has a lot to figure out. I don't think they have they, a lot to figure out. They need to, to, to get a goalie. And that's, if they get a goalie, that will solve so many of their problems. That's like priority one through 15 is finding a new goalie. Yeah. Like, that's pretty much it. They got to re-sign Evander Kane as well. No, they don't. They do. Evander Stop Kane talking about Evander was one of their Kane. best players. Did you see what he did to Kadri in this series? Who cares? Who cares? Kadri's out for a number of games because he got illegally checked. I like Evander, Evander Kane. Kane's play. Like, I like the, the game he plays. I think he, I think he fits perfectly alongside McDavid. He's going to make a lot of Does money, though. He's, he's, he's got a, a big payday. He's going to get at least $7 million a year. On the open market. He's, he, he was it? on pace for 44 goals this year. Yeah, but he's a piece of shit. He scored 22 um, goals in the regular season. Just the, And the, then scored 13 in the playoffs. I don't like the way he plays. I don't. I think he's a dirty player. I think he, we saw what he did to Kadri. And I think a lot of Leafs fans um, still have a lot of love for Nazem Kadri. What if he signs with the Leafs? If Andrew Cameron not come to the Leafs, we can't afford him. He's from Toronto. He might sign with the Leafs. I don't care. He he. We can't afford him, and I don't think Sheldon Keefe, um, who I have close personal ties with, um, will sign Evander Kane. He's signing with the Leafs. You heard it here first. No, he's not. Absolutely not. Uh, but Colorado looked so impressive in this series, as they as they you know have looked this entire playoffs. But uh, do you think with what's going on with the series on the other side in the in the uh, in the East? Sorry. With Tampa now level with the New York Rangers, 2-2 in that series. Um, I think Tampa wins the next two games, and I think Tampa goes on to play Colorado in the final. What do you think? Yeah, I I don't think New York... Well, the only reason New York um, had a chance is, was Vasilevsky's play. And the last two games in Tampa, Vasilevsky has stood on his head, as he normally does, in all... Like, very unorthodox style. He reminds me of a, a modern day Dominic Hasek. Um, Interesting. But he's back, and you can't beat Vasilevsky when, when he's, he's on. When he's when he's turned on. Oh yeah, my gosh. Like, like it just. Can't. And now he's got his momentum back. He's got his swagger back. Whatever you want to call it, he's back. Um, Kucherov and Stamkos have scored in back to back games. Both players. When those two players are on, yeah, they're missing Brandon uh, Braden Point, but fuck man like if if those three players Kucherov, Stamkos and Vasi are all on you have no chance you can't beat that team what I am hoping for and the narrative that's going to follow this this uh Stanley Cup final when Tampa makes it to face Colorado is Nathan McKinnon ending the Tampa regime that's that's my narrative ending ending it ending the three I I don't know if oh you mean the the three the three beat. You know, it's not yeah. going to end, but they will they will not win the Stanley Cup this year or any year following because Nathan McKinnon. I thought you were saying like Nathan McKinnon's going to come in, glass music is going to break like By he comes God. in. He just comes in and stunners the entire fucking Tampa Bay lineup and and that's it, you know. Sends him into retirement. But there's always, you know, I love that narrative of, you know, like you look back to LeBron, D-Wade and Chris Bosh in Miami. And they were going for the three-peat. And do you remember who ended that three-peat? Kawhi Leonard. When he played for the Spurs. He ended that three-peat. 
I mean, obviously it was a team effort, but you can you can pin it to one player that creates that great narrative of Kawhi Leonard ending the three P. Yeah. And then you go to when Kawhi came to Toronto. We he ended the three peat of the Golden State Warriors when he was in Toronto. So he's a Terminator. He's the Terminator. He's literally the Terminator. And so that I love the narrative of, you know, Nathan McKinnon, who has never won a Stanley Cup before, comes in and plays Tampa in the final and leads this team to end the three peat, to to stop the regime of the Tampa Bay Lightning. I just want a Stanley Cup parade that's actually noteworthy. You know what I mean? That's actually like fans show up to it. The last time they won it is when Joe Sackick hoisted it many, many years ago. Did you see the... um, It wasn't Joe Sackick that started hoisting it, though. Do you remember that? Ray Bork. It was Ray Bork. I remember. And that was the... Like brought tears to every NHL fan. Ah, whatever. Ray Bork. Come on. He was legendary. It would have been nicer if he won it with Boston, but... No, it wouldn't have. He won it with Colorado. It's not the same thing. Um, Yeah, I'm so excited for the Stanley Cup final. Um, And, and, you know, that's my my prediction is that Tampa's going to beat New York. Um, Do you think Tampa's going to beat New York as well? So Tampa and Colorado, what do you think that series goes? I think it probably goes like five or six games. I don't don't see it going further than that, I think. Really? Yeah, Colorado's got 10 or 12 days off until the next series. That's true. I think they're going to be rusty um, the first little while. Tampa might take the first game, and then uh, they win the next four. Yeah, but My thing- only issue with Colorado is their goaltending. Is it is They are Frank, a firepower team. Is Frank who's really going to lead them to a Stanley Cup? Oh, we'll see. Frank right, who's. We'll see. But they, they're such a firepower team, and they're going to run into a little bit of a brick wall in Andre Vasilevsky. So... I think this series, when it does happen, goes six or seven. Yeah, they're matched up. I'm going to say seven. Just to have a, good together. Just to have a prediction there. I'm going to say seven. Uh, yeah, uh, a lot of commentators were talking about the fact that Colorado um, touched the cup when they when they won the Western Conference Western Final Conference. Cup. Um, Do you, right, before, right before, right uh, before. During the game, I was watching this, and I saw like all the players just flock to Joe Sackick on the bench and saying, "Hey, do we touch the damn thing? Do we touch it? Do we touch it? Do we touch it? Do we touch it? Should we touch it? Is stupid? Is Landis going to touch it? Are you touching it? Like, and Joe, all he said, and and like this is how big a legend fucking Joe Sackick is. Is like all these phenomenal players are now still swarming to him." for leadership and guidance. He still is the captain of that fucking franchise. Mm-hmm. He is the captain. Because, like, everyone's going. He still is. He still is the captain. Because they're still going to him. You're like, hey, should we touch it? And, like, he, it, and all he said was one thing. He said, touch the damn thing. Of course. What does it matter? This is this, one of the stupidest superstitions. It's an old superstition. I know. In all of sports, this is one of the stupidest traditions. And hockey is the only tradition that upholds... Yeah. Hockey is the only league that upholds this tradition. Yeah. Of not touching the cup before you get to the final. But no other league does that. It's so stupid. Just touch it. Just pick it up. Hoist it up. Oh, it's so stupid. So you heard it here first. Abs in five. Because they touched the cup. Abs and five because they touched the cup. Yeah. 
Awesome. I, I'm, I'm Apparently in the last 16 years, teams are 10 and 6 when they touch, a, touch the cup. Oh, really? You looked that up? Versus not touching the cup, yeah. If you touch the cup, they've won 10 times. Yeah. Without touching it, they've lost. Okay. Yeah. See? There you go. It's a stupid tradition. Uh, I One thing we'll, we'll leave off the show with today is uh, I want to talk about any fantasy football players that have a crazy potential breakout year this year. I know we talked a little bit about Allen Robinson um, yeah. coming back from you know, whatever the hell he did last season, but any players that, you know, looking at their ADP, their average draft position, where they're going and, you know, what players have the potential to supersede that. Yeah. Do you have one in mind? Get us started. I can, I can get us started. I've got one right off the the get go who, uh, if he's still there in the second round, I'm going to be targeting him. (laughs) Okay. Um, CD lamb. Oh, on God. Dallas. I love this. C.D. Lamb. Um, Dallas loves to throw the ball. And, you know, with the fact that uh, Zeke Elliott is another year older, Pollard is still there, yes. But they're, you know, like that offense loves to throw. And, and they just lost their number two wide receiver. Well, they traded away um, Amari Cooper uh-huh. to Cleveland, who won't have a quarterback. Who but have a quarterback. Um, that opens up. A massive spot for Mr. C.D. Lamb, who has flashed his first two years, and he is primed for a massive breakout this year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they they did also lose Michael Gallup. So, no Gallup. They didn't lose Michael Gallup. They still have Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup um, there are more receptions yeah. th- available right now. So, losing Amari Cooper, who was their number one receiver, has now um, theoretically by default made cd lamb the number one in that offense Mm -hmm. he will be featured he will have 1500 yards receiving this year he will have more than 10 touchdowns he's gonna have a monster he may easily finish a top three wide receiver this year i'll tell you right now um, he's not being drafted that way but he could easily finish that way but i'll tell you right now um the person who has the 10th pick in our league so 10th and 11th pick is a very big Cowboys fan. There is a very low chance that C.D. Lamb makes it back to you in the second round. I will say that now. If he's there, I'm telling you, I'm taking him. I will say that now. Um, my potential uh, breakout here, one who's – I'm going to start with uh, a running back and one who's so far down everyone's list right now. Um, I think he's like in, in the fifth average going in the, like the fifth or sixth round, and that's Daryl Henderson. Yes, Cam Akers is back. He's the running back for the uh, LA Rams. Yes, Cam Akers is back. But Daryl Henderson was a monster last season. Look at his numbers. How do you bring Daryl Henderson that far down in the draft just because Cam Akers is back? This is, I think this is going to be a much bigger two-headed monster than people are um, believing. Yeah, Cam Akers didn't play the entire last season. And when he did play, come back in the playoffs, he didn't look good. He's rusty. He did not look good. So I don't know what's going to happen to him this offseason um, or, or what L.A. comes into this season, you know, with their with their game plan as. But, um, yeah, Daryl Henderson should not be as far down as he as he is, in my opinion. 
it's not a bad pick. You know, I'm I'm going to try and stay away from both those players if I can. Yeah, um, I, I don't recommend. Until, until that unfolds. But, you know, those who are not drafting running backs in the first, like, seven rounds are going no running back strategy. If Daryl Henderson's there, take him. Fucking take him. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Do you have another one? Yeah, I'm going to stick with wide receivers here because I think there's so much value in, in late round uh, wide receivers. I'm going to go Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis broke I out like last this. year. I like this too. He broke out last year. Mm-hmm. And people forget. I'm not saying reach for this guy, but if you can get this guy in like the eighth or ninth round, like take him. Like he is, Emmanuel Sanders is done in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. He's no so longer is, so is Cole relevant. Beasley. Cole, Cole Beasley's, Beasley's done. Gone. He's gone completely. He's cut. They just re they re-upped on Diggs. Diggs is a number one, but that another that's another prolific passing offense with, just, with the best quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. You want Gabriel Davis? This is like third or fourth year in the in the league, but like he broke out late last year when given the opportunity. Yep. Let's not forget he had four touchdowns in that game against Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Four. Gabriel Davis is I like this. So he's choice. a red zone threat. He's got the offense. He's got he there's so many right things happening for him right now. If you can get him late, why not take the chance? I will be looking to get Gabriel Davis. Yeah. And uh I, I like I, him a lot. Yeah. And for those of you in our league listening to this podcast, I'm Stay giving away, away a little bit of yeah. strategy. Gabriel Davis is is one of my targets. Uh but I'm gonna go tight end with this second one. The second potential breakout, um, he's the tight end for the Arizona Cardinals, Matt Zacherts. Uh, he There's a wow. lot of vacated targets for the first six games of this season. And why is that? Because DeAndre Hopkins is suspended. He was suspended uh, for using performance-enhancing drugs um, or uh, you know, being suspected of it. Uh, so Zach Ertz is the tight end um, in a kind of a pass-heavy offense. Kyler Murray likes to run the ball. Uh, and when Kyler Murray doesn't, James Conner does sometimes. But Zach Ertz is going to eat up a lot of those targets. And Zach Ertz is, was targeted last season a lot in the end zone. And uh, DeAndre Hopkins is not there for the first six weeks. You know, if, if this ends up not working out uh, or it does work out for you a lot, you have the opportunity to pivot midseason to another tight end. Um, but I think Zacharitz has a very good chance to solidify himself into this offense um, with the uh, vacated targets from DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going to go quarterback. Okay. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but if I'm going to go Daniel Jones right now. I will close my laptop and never record another episode of this again. I'm going to go Daniel Jones. Are you actually? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. This is our last episode. I'm going to go Daniel podcast. Jones. <laughs> oh my God. What? Explain yourself. I'm going to go Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones will always have a running threat. Like he will always put up points with his legs. <laughs> This year, he's got a massive breakout potential um, in uh, Tony. Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony sh- showed a lot of flashes last year. Um, but they are loaded in their wide receiver department. They actually, you know, like could make some noise in their <laughs> division. 
You hate that I'm uh, saying this, okay. eh? Like, I don't but, hate it. I don't. I, I, I really hope you're right. One of the reasons why I think he will break out this year is because he has no other options. This is his That's... final opportunity to do something to showcase any sort of passing presence. And I honestly, I don't think he's going to be a great, a great quarterback, but he is going to be a playable fantasy quarterback. I think like you'll be able to get value out of this guy. He, yeah. he would make for, we're in a two QB league. We are. He'd be a great number two quarterback. And for where he's being drafted, I think you can literally get him for absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Uh, you bring up a good point. The fact that he has the potential to break out this year because he literally has to. He's got the weapons around him. You know, Kenny Galladay is still there. Sterling Shepard's still there. You know, they still have weapons. Uh, like Saquon Barkley is another year removed from surgery. Mm-hmm. So he's got weapons in place. He's got a balanced... Like, if, if you have a healthy Saquon and you have those wide-receiving threats, the weapons are there. And they just shored up their offensive line exactly. uh, this offseason, too. So got them some got, protection. Yeah, we've got uh, Daniel Jones a little bit more protection. I hope you're right. I really do. I don't think you are, but I Who'd hope you... Who would you rather have, Kyle Wilson or, or Daniel Jones? Kyle Wilson? Zach Wilson? Zach Wilson, sorry. Um... I don't think I've seen enough of Zach Wilson to, to make. I, at this point, I would rather Zach Wilson, probably. You'd rather Zach Wilson. Yeah, just because he showed um, elements of, I mean, he, he's the quarterback for the Jets. Like, both could break out this year. Yeah but, yeah, but New York, both New York teams just stockpiled. Like, um, the Jets did this offseason. Jets added Uzama, uh, Elijah Moore is still there. Brees Hall is a top running back they just drafted. Mm-hmm. But look um, at what they had last season. They signed Corey Davis last year. They didn't really year. have a lot for for Zach Wilson to work with last season. They do this year. I know, but you they drafted Garrett Wilson, who's the top wide receiver mm-hmm. in the draft. Uh, I like that pick, and I hope you're right. I, I really hope uh, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. I think like up. he he could be a poor man's. Uh, I hate. I don't want to say this name, but Lamar Jackson. He could be white Lamar Jackson. <laughs> The nerdiest quarterback <laughs> in the entire league. Uh, that's good. Uh, you want to do one more? I'll finish us off here. Uh, this is a name that you know you you hear all the time, and it feels weird saying he has the potential to break out. But looking at it's a quarterback, and looking at where he's being drafted this year in terms of the quarterbacks, like where he's going in the quarterback drafting, like tenth to thirteenth, which is I think a little ridiculous to seeing of like who this player is that's tom brady it's tom fucking brady the best quarterback the best football player to ever play football professionally or ever it's tom brady and he's he's fallen that far just because oh this is probably his last year and he retired but then he decided not to time tom brady could retire for 10 years and then come back and still be one of the most uh, productive fantasy quarterbacks in this league. Yeah, it's Tom Brady. No one will ever match his skill, ever, and or his longevity. And so he's coming back for one more year, which means he's coming back to dominate fantasy football again. So don't let Tom Brady slip in your drafts, just because of his age. Tom Brady does not age. There's no regression. There's never been regression on Tom Brady ever. So why do you think it's going to happen this year? Oh. Season of Tom again. He finished as a number one quarterback last year. Did he? In passing yards. In passing yards, yeah. yeah fair. 
and he doesn't run, so he gets all of his his uh, fantasy points from his throws. Yeah. And his throws are immaculate. So why not go after Tom Brady? It's a good pick. Absolutely. Uh, do you have any other ads you want to make? Or do you want to? Should we finish it off here? Another player. Yeah, I'll finish this off here. Okay. Um, another player that I'm going to be going after this year um, that took the entire year off uh, last year, and we actually never got a chance to see him uh, at all because we we actually found out about his injury during our draft last year, oh, and that is J.K. Dobbins. Literally during our draft, um, yeah. J.K. Dobbins is the number one running back on a running heavy team. Mm-hmm. Um, he's looked very healthy. We've seen clips of him running over his trainer in, in like uh, in practice. Um, J.K. Dobbins had breakout potential last year. He was going really early in drafts last year, and I don't think anything has changed his draft value, but he is being drafted very low on draft boards because of that injury. Yep, I'm going to be targeting him. I mean, any player that's, that sits out a whole year, you're going to be yeah. wary of. Um, but I like that pick, J.K. Dobbins. And I, I remember our draft, we literally found yeah. out I think like a few minutes before we were before we started the draft. Crazy, and that's why I like doing drafts as close as you can to the season. We're doing our draft a little bit earlier this year. Yeah, it happens every year, right? I mean, it's just it's gonna happen. What's gonna happen? Yeah, that's that's life. Your players are gonna get injured, um, and you gotta scramble. But that's what's what fantasy football is. Exactly. Uh, That's gonna do it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening and listening to us ramble. Uh, Appreciate you all. Have a good week. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 